Hey ladies, we are about to start the fear workshop and I'm excited about it, but I have to tell you I've been so back and forth, back and forth, back and forth about doing this and publishing this and recording this and giving it to you because, well, you guys, I'm in the thick of it and you know, I kept thinking, oh my goodness, like there's so many more people out there that are experts in this area, but I have promised myself and you since the beginning that I was just going to be honest and truthful and deliver what I know and what I feel is useful in my life because, well, we're buddies. We're best friends. And I expect that a lot of the things I'm going through, you're going through, and I'm going to help you in any way that I can and offer up the knowledge that I have and the things that I've learned. So here goes. I imagine that I will... I don't know, listen to this like a year, two years down the road and might laugh at myself a little bit and have lots to add, but I want to give you where I am right now and just hope and pray and cross my fingers and toes that you love it, you hear it, you receive it, and that it helps you. As always, I would like to read a review before we head into the episode to the fear workshop. And this one says, great resource for any mom from plain dude. I think this is a guy. This makes me so happy. (laughs) I love the realness Sarah brings with her interviews, personal insights, and inspiration. Thank you for listening to your calling and blessing us with this podcast. You have so much to offer. I'm sharing with my friends. That's so awesome. If it's seriously, if it's a guy, that just makes my day. (laughs) All right, guys, without further ado, let's head into the episode. Welcome back to the Mama Inspired Podcast. Whether you're struggling to become the mama you've always known you're meant to be, or you're holding that miracle in your arms, hear me now when I tell you that you are not alone, and that on the other side of this hard, a brand new life awaits you. Hey lady, I'm Sarah Wayne Scott. I'm here to encourage a more enlightened, compassionate, and empowered mom collective. I believe that through guru guidance, stories from mamas just like you, and a whole lot of momspiration for me, we can begin to make the transformation from messy to truly inspired. So swap out the breast pad, wipe off the barf, <laughs> it's mama time. Hey mamas, and welcome to part one of our fear workshop. I'm actually sitting in a place right now where I'm pretty excited and feeling really, really good about sharing with you what I'm about to share. (laughs) But I have to tell you all that I decided that this maybe just wasn't the right time for this fear workshop. I myself am working through a lot of this stuff on my own. But in the last week or so, I've heard from friends and acquaintances that are living with this same kind of fear around uncertainty and the unknown and, you know, working to manage it and truly find a way to be happy and enjoy the now. And so I just woke up today, (laughs) decided, okay, I hear you and I'm here for you. You know, we just went through the most intense year, right? Like, Talk about feeling out of control and in fear of the unknown and the future, facing challenge after challenge, facing division. And then you add on whatever you're dealing with in your personal lives and holy macaroni, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. 
I'm also feeling this new year approach, 2021, which I'm sure for a lot of us feels really welcomed because of how 2020 went. But I will tell you that I'm feeling more determined than I ever have to make it make it a year like never before. And I'm sure that has a lot to do with 2020, but also the last two years of our lives have been crazy and just faced with so much challenge. And I've grown so much through it all. So I'm so excited to like finally apply all of this new knowledge and growth and these new mindset shifts that I've that I've come into. I'm ready for a year where I'm aligned with my truth, where I strive for exponential growth and I have courage and clarity through life's challenges, whatever it might get thrown our way, and truly become the empowered woman and mama that that I know I can be. And I and I want the same thing for you guys too. So I thought, what better time to really adopt a new view on our fear and start making strides towards making peace with it. So let's go 2021. What I can offer you is what I've learned along my own journey with fear, what I use to strive for joy daily and hope that if you're sitting in a similar place, that it offers you a new perspective, a sensible approach to managing your fear, a friendly way to view this part of you, and and some self-awareness practices that you can carry on throughout your life. And again, I'm working through all of this along with you, Mama. So I'm coming to you with knowledge that has come from my own work and from my own research and inspiration from those who are actually experts in this area. So, you know, it's just me. It's just your girl, Sarah, sharing my thoughts and hoping that that it reaches you. So the purpose of today's episode is really to help you change the way that you view your fear. I'm going to offer up a new vision that will essentially lay the foundation for the workshop moving forward and to get honest with you on where I've gone wrong and help you recognize some of these same tendencies maybe within your own relationship to fear. So to kick things off, I want to start this fear workshop by reading this letter addressed to fear. Fear, I recognize and respect that you are part of this family, and so I will never exclude you from our activities, but still your suggestions will never be followed. You're allowed to have a seat and you're allowed to have a voice, but you are not allowed to have a vote. You're not allowed to touch the roadmaps. You're not allowed to suggest detours. You're not allowed to fiddle with the temperature. Dude, you're not even allowed to touch the radio. But above all else, my dear old familiar friend, you are absolutely forbidden to drive. I wish I could take full credit for this letter, but I can't. This letter was actually written by the incredible Elizabeth Gilbert. She's a guru of creativity and inspiration and now, as I explain this take on fear, I realize you might think it's a bit kooky. I'll be honest with you. I remember explaining this to Cameron when I had first read it and kind of Elizabeth's take on creativity, inspiration, and kind of the energy we put out into the universe and how all that correlates. And I'm sure – I shouldn't say I'm sure. I'm pretty sure he thought I was a little bit kooky. But please just just listen and just try to settle into it a bit and try viewing – viewing your own response and relationship with fear through this new lens. Elizabeth Gilbert views fear as one of the many voices, the many roles that make up our self. It was intentionally embedded in who we are as humans. So in other words, fear is here to stay, and it has a purpose, which is why it has a voice. 
And like a screaming toddler, the more that we yell back and the more that we ignore, the louder or more amped up they get, right? At least I know that's how Miles is. (laughs) But if we acknowledge our fear and give it an opportunity to be heard and speak its concern, we can discern true threat from simple consideration or calmly thank our fear for the input and then ask it to take a back seat in our daily lives. Our typical reaction to our fears is to plug our ears, you know, not listening, (laughs) or to speak over the voice. But as we know that, you know, once our hands fall back to our sides, our fears play on. And that constant background noise drives our decisions. The very thing that we attempted to ignore is now impacting our reactions and how we cope with life struggles. But if we take time to listen and to understand and acknowledge our fears, we can see them for what they truly are, which are often hyperactive opinions based on the millions of thoughts and experiences and influential moments, fictional and non-fictional storylines, or life accrued and stored in our brains. Now, I've been doing a lot of work in the realm of fear in the last few years, and this new vision on fear has truly empowered me to take back the driver's seat while considering the concerns of my fears distinguishing my true beliefs from superficial, and then making a choice to find joy in the now and not what could potentially steal my joy tomorrow. As we dive into this fear workshop, I want you to visualize the picture created by that letter from Elizabeth Gilbert, that letter to fear. Imagine that you are in the driver's seat and your fear is in the back seat. You can see it in your rearview mirror. And next to you in the passenger seat is your truth. And the two of you together, you and your truth, Control that volume knob on the dash. That is your joy. Okay. I hope that's as cool for you as it is for me. I know I probably sound super dorky, but it just clicks. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about this character that I've created in my head that is my fear because image is everything. We all know someone who is worried and scared of everything, right? They assume the worst. And they're anxious all the time. And maybe they're a little bit of a hypochondriac. They're always wanting to take the safe route, right? No risks. They're afraid of falling or failing. And really, sometimes you just want to like grab their shoulders and do breathing exercises with them just to calm them down, to try to to like give them a little bit of comfort and, and, and calm. And you probably also find yourself a bit irritated with them at times. Like you just want to walk away. You don't want to be any part of it, right? But you also feel really bad for them too because how exhausting, right? How exhausting to live in such fear and panic all the time. Well, that person, your crazy friend Sally or your Aunt Margie or your sweet, I don't know, sweet coworker Nancy Nelly, (laughs) imagine that personality comes alive in this version that looks like yourself. Maybe with that filter on IG with like the big goofy eyes and kind of like the super exaggerated mouth. (laughs) Now, imagine that that is the face of your fear. Doesn't it become like so much less intimidating? So you see what I've done here? I've taken something that is seen as dark and scary to something that is friendly, truly means well, but needs our help. I came to this place, the silly vision as a result of recognizing that my fear had just gotten a bit out of control. You know, as Cameron and I are making our way through this conception journey, I'm faced with fears that... I've never really had before, not to mention the state of our country. I'm literally recording this workshop through the election, the week of the election. 
you know, the fear around uncertainty and the fear attached to outcome is like nothing I've ever felt before. I'm sure you're feeling somewhat of the same things. I'm tackling a whole new world of anxiety these days, which is, to be honest with you, something that I've never really had to deal with much in my life. Yes, fear, but anxiety is something different. It, co- it comes along with fear, right? But it's I haven't felt it as extremely as I, I have in this last year. Our previous miscarriages have, I guess, quite honestly, messed me up a little bit. <laughs> you know, conception has always been a pretty joyful time and one of trust for us. But as we journey along attempting conception for, I'm finding it looks very different. And I'm finding that I'm grappling daily with fear and doubt and then finding that joy. My fears are around whether, when, and how we might conceive, and they've all compounded. There's so much more uncertainty and possibilities for things to go wrong, so much to work around, so much unknown, and it's all centered around this desire, of course, to grow a baby, to birth a baby, and to grow a family. Literally all of my fears surround this one desired outcome. There have been days where, you know, just tears me apart. And I don't mean that I'm like waking up in the morning and crying and then all throughout the day and then going to bed crying. I just mean that, you know, I'm just like in a super fragile state. And sometimes it's hearing a song or sometimes it's hearing a specific line of a movie that that Miles has watched like millions of times over. Or sometimes it's, you know, literally just looking at Miles and the sweet face that he kind of gives back and you know, it's just enough to kind of get me reeling. You know, and then there's other days where I'm able to ride this positive energy wave all day with only thoughts of faith and trust and love and the ability to turn up the joy above all the noise. It's those days that I'm really trying to re- to ride out and repeat. And that's what I want for you too. Now, I want to talk about where I've gone wrong. I kind of hinted at that, but you know, how my practices and my approaches around my fear, while they've gotten me through some really tough times, and I'm going to keep some of them around, they're just simply not equipped to handle the current challenges I'm facing, the current fears. I simply just can't continue powering through and ignoring the truth of my fear, anticipating how the future will play out, and ultimately, you know, keep my fear in the driver's seat. I've always been really resilient and really good at taking the strong, optimistic, forward-focused route when I face life challenges. Every time I've experienced a struggle, I am able to see past the temporary intense pain. I know that eventually it's going to get better. This too shall pass. But here's the issue. Because my joy has been so dependent on the outcome, which is so very much out of my control, I struggle to find it. And when I find out that Cameron is going to be traveling through my ovulation, it can send me into like a full panic. When I see only one line instead of two, I experience heartache and the fear grows. I just fall so much farther every time because of my connection to the outcome. I feel that each unsuccessful month is wasted. And the longer it takes, we sit not knowing if there's a larger issue is more time without information. You know, the more time that I could have had to give myself some direction and maybe ways to prove or do things differently so that I could try to take advantage or take control or feel in control of that outcome. Not only that, but powering through my fear and not taking the proper care to acknowledge and listen and get honest with my fears only exacerbates them. You see, my tactics have been 
looking forward, taking action on what needs to get done to get me, to get to get us, my family, where we're going. But it's all still driving this focus on the end destination, the outcome. And in this case, our struggle to grow a family and get pregnant, birth a baby. I have allowed my fear to drive my decisions and my actions and my sense of control. But since adopting this new take on fear and visualizing the roles my fear, truth, and joy play, I've learned so much about my knee-jerk reactions to fearful thoughts and the capacity in which I allow my fear to have a say. (laughs) I've learned about the power of surrendering control and the connection of my truth and my joy. I believe that whether you're struggling with conception or grappling with an altered birth plan or a complication, or maybe you're feeling really anxious to get past that, you know, that 12-week mark in pregnancy, working to adopt a child maybe, or obsessing over your children's milestones, or heck, even feeling fearful about what COVID and what 2021 is going to look like for us all. I think all these scenarios where fear essentially drives uncertainty and focus on the future outcome, I believe that this knowledge and these practices that we're going to cover, they I think they all can be applied. Now, I'm calling this a workshop because I will be giving you a bit of homework each day. <laughs> We've talked a really good bit about becoming self-aware and having that quiet time to reflect and be with yourself, making that time. This is just one way to utilize that time. And especially if you're sitting in a similar place as I am. So before moving on to part two of the fear workshop, I want you to name one fear that you're facing right now. It's probably your biggest fear or maybe your forefront in your current day-to-day. If it comes to mind first, most likely that's the one. (laughs) I want you to ask yourself, how you view this fear and how it makes you feel. Do you associate certain colors with your fear? That might sound silly, but I, but truly, what 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 colors do you do you see or do you feel like surrounds the energy of your fear? Does your fear cause any kind of a physical response? And then I want you to think about how it's impacting you in a day. When it creeps in, how do you respond? What are the trail of thoughts that follow? Do you take any kind of action, big or small, when you feel it? How often does this fear come around? If you find yourself saying things like, I just have to power through, or I just have to buck up, or I just have to fill in the blank, in response to your fear, what action is it that you feel is going to help or that feels necessary in response to this fear? You don't have to dissect anything right now. I just want you to become aware of your response and your relationship to this fear. This foundation will help you apply the knowledge and practices laid out in the next few episodes, so please don't skip it. I know that it's not comfortable to see how your fear is impacting you, but I promise you it's necessary for understanding how fear works. You have to be able to see it from the inside. In part two, we're going to get to know our fear. I'm going to fill you in on what I've learned through my own trials so that you might recognize the same tendencies within your own fear, your own relationship. I believe that knowledge is power and understanding the purpose of fear and the part it will always play helps us create space for it and create a more compassionate and understanding relationship with our fear. And you know, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. In fact, as life happens, we will find these practices and mindset shifts. I think we'll find that they'll always come in handy. I want you to remember that we are striving for growth not for perfection, and that our fears have had a lifetime to accrue into more. So be patient. It might take you a few days to really answer all of these questions. Take that time. 
I'm going to go ahead and list all these questions, the homework, in the show notes so that you can access them easily. And of course, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me in my DMs or my email or in my Facebook group, The Mama Inspired The Collective. Okay, I'm here for you. All right, babes. Well, I hope that, I hope this clicked. (laughs) I hope that you're not ending this episode going, wow, she is super kooky. And I suppose if, if so, then I'm not your girl. I don't know. Uh, but I hope that it, I hope that ultimately if, if you are clicking with it, I hope that it offers up some expectations about what you can expect in the next few episodes and in the sphere workshop. And I hope that it gives you some stuff to mull over, not just the work, the, the homework itself, but this vision of fear and what the, that, that picture looks like. Send me a DM and tell me if you have like this super funny, uh, image or heck, put that filter on your face on Instagram and send me send me a snapshot of it or go live and tag me. I want to see it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. I'm honored to be here as always, and I can't wait to hear your feedback. And I'm looking forward to the next episode and part two of the Fear Workshop. Go get them. Go grow, babes. All the love, Sarah. Mwah. Hey, mamas, before you peace out. If what you just heard inspired you, made you feel like you've got a new BFF, or simply reminded you of another mama, please share this episode or the podcast, and be sure to tag me if you share it on social. My hope is to touch as many of you as possible and drive this mama-led movement. If you're with me, and I know that you are, please take a minute and leave a review. Hearing from you makes my heart so happy, and your review could encourage another mama in need to hop on this journey with us. So let's make a pact. I'll bring the fire and in return, you help me strengthen our mama collective. So we may together make the transformation from messy to truly inspired. Let's get it, mama.